You are now listening to Safely Exposed, an interactive podcast with your hosts, Christine and Bianca. Here, we will discuss all things mental health and social justice. So let's talk about it. You're safe safe here. Welcome back to Safely Exposed with Bianca and Christine. What's up, guys? (laughs) Hey. So today we're going to talk about what it means when you think I know, but I have no idea. You think I know, but I, I really, really don't know. So we just over here not knowing things? Is that... I mean, <laughs> not general things. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's talk about you as a therapist oh. and when your clients think that you know all the answers. Like, oh, what is that like? And realizing you might not have... The answers. How do you do that? Okay, so spotlight on me today. Yup, yup. The thing about me is, <laughs> before I start a session, I offer free 15-minute consultations. Okay, before you start working with the client? Yes. Okay. And in these consultations, <clears throat> I make it very clear that I don't do the work. Mm, you do the work. Yep. The client does the work. And that you may have a lot of questions. And I offer a lot of psychoeducation. Mm-hmm. You know, I can help people name things, come up with informational type stuff. But when we're talking about like the nitty gritty and the self work and you're having troubles in your marriage and you're asking me if I should, if you should leave your husband, leave your spouse, leave those, those are questions I don't have the answers to. You can't answer that. I can't. I don't even know how, what about me would lead anybody to think but you're a therapist, and you're supposed oh. to know all the things. Oh, I'm supposed to know all the things. <clears throat> yeah, you're supposed to be able to instruct me on the best paths, aren't you? That's so much pressure. I mean, that's what I think. When I think, when someone's asking me all of these questions, or at least coming to me expecting me to know mm-hmm. all of the answers to their questions. Because I can, I, I can handle questions. Questions, they get, right. you know, that's part of life. But questions about their lives. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wow, I'm not the expert I'm not the expert on your life. You're the expert on your life. You've lived it. Like, you have that experiential knowledge. Right. And you're going to continue to live it. Right. Like, that's your thing. So, what, I guess, are some of the successes and, like, some of the biggest struggles around that? So, okay. So, you know, obviously not everyone likes that answer likes that idea that when they come to me specifically me I I can talk about therapy in general when clients come to me and I tell them like I don't have the answers you actually have all the answers Mm -hmm. you just have to do a little digging they're within you um and I feel that my role as a therapist is to maybe ask you these some questions that you haven't asked before you haven't considered um to help you get to those answers that you just want you desire You know, some people have rejected it. They're like, oh, well, I, I need advice. I need to know how to, to do certain how things. to do this. And then I'm going to turn it. Part of me, like the non-therapist part of me is like, I mean, wait, like what? Like, <laughs> I feel like sometimes I'm not being seen as like a human mm. being who also struggles with the same stuff that my clients bring to but me. But you're the professional, so why are you struggling? You should know all these things. Somebody <laughs> referred me to you. Mm-hmm. You should know the answers. So what do you mean you don't know? And then I'm going to turn it back on that person who's, you know, demanding that I am this way. <laughs> it's like, okay, so how are you defining a therapist? What are your expectations mm-hmm. when you're coming to therapy? Because 
every therapist is different. Right. Like, yeah, we all go to school. We all take these steps. Right. And we have this education, but we don't have a book of answers to life. Can you ask us a question? We're like, okay, wait, that's on page 739 here. Um, It says, okay, so when... <laughs> If it was like that, we wouldn't. None of us would go to school for it. We we don't have access out that to book. this book, right? <laughs> Let's just hand out the book. Um, and that's this. It's kind of like the same thing when people are like, "Oh, I have some bad anxiety. I just want a pill. I want to fix it with this pill." And you're handling symptoms, right? Right, but not the thoughts, not the conditions that have led to where you're at now. So when you're asking a therapist for like answers to a question, what are you really getting at? What's the what's what's behind that question? Mm. Are you avoiding work? Are you avoiding vulnerability like we discussed in the other episode? Yes. So I think any decent therapist is like when they're getting bombarded with these questions and like wanting someone's wanting them to give them advice, you know, I would say like flip it back onto the client so they can do some digging and some research and like, why are you expecting me to have these answers? Mm -hmm. Or why, why aren't you going to yourself? Why are you not trusting yourself to answer those questions? What's wrong with your answers? Are they not serving you? Mm. Are you looking for options? Perspective? Like, let's go. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I think what you said earlier about the expectation in therapy. Mm. What are people's expectations going into therapy? I actually have something I had from like, oh my gosh. This had to be like 2005 Mm. where (laughs) I was going to therapy and trying to research the best ways and best tools. Like, what do you go in there for? Sure. And it really helped me set the right expectations with therapists, Mm -hmm. even though I was like terrified and still didn't really know what I wanted. But it it gave me kind of guidelines in terms of who's in control in the session. Right. Mm. It's it's for me. Right. Right. And another part of it was I'm going to get in as much as I put in to that right yeah. so if i'm gonna put in bullshit mm-hmm. <laughs> um mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna get back bullshit because the therapist doesn't know can't read my mind right that's their therapist right <laughs> they're not a mind reader mm-hmm. they're not a lie detector some mm-hmm. people are good at that but that's not the role of the therapist mm-hmm. um they're there to provide support and resources and i read up on that and i learned that and also what i wanted for myself right this is what the job outlines right these mm-hmm. are the ways that they can help keep me safe keep other people safe mm-hmm. these are their legal obligations and then, you know, based on what I want going in, I can, I, if I'm doing the work also, I can receive a really good session and to be mindful of like, if they're not doing what I need, mm-hmm. I can then say, nope, this isn't working for me and end that relationship. Yeah. There really hadn't been other relationships in my life where that was really clearly defined for me. Mm. And I think that might be a challenge for a lot of people. And also my relationship with professionals or what I would call medical professionals, because that's what I put therapists in as well, Mm -hmm. um, was that I just listened to them. Mm-hmm. And they, it's it's they, kind of and they tell me what to do. Right. It's kind of the relationship I have with my doctor, right? Mm-hmm. My physician, um, my PCP is going to tell me like, okay, this is what's wrong with you, and these are the things to do. That's mm-hmm. not how therapists work, right? And even even you know your PCP doesn't always work like that because you still have to do the work of figuring out does the pill work for you? Did it give you a rash? Right? <laughs> <laughs> Did it get rid of what you needed? So it's kind of like a suggest. I'm going to suggest this pill for you. Mm-hmm. And you still got to do the work of figuring out if it actually works. And that's mm-hmm. therapy is, does the perspective that this therapist is giving me work for my life mm-hmm. um, and really dig deeper into who I am. It's really about me and my internal workings. And honestly, yeah. I feel like what you were describing, it was like, it was really speaking to the fact that I don't think that clients 
or people who haven't done therapy before when they're getting into they don't realize that they're actually going to become like the researchers and the mm-hmm. scientists of their own lives versus the therapist doing that it's like we're not going to school to learn all these diagnoses so we can label people no um it's helping you to figure out what's the best way to name things for you so that you feel empowered so that you can feel like you're representing yourself mm-hmm. um i mean honestly it takes a lot of the pressure off of me as the therapist to feel like i have to give the right answer or say the right things like yep. taking it's just like that's not what it's about having the answers it's the the process the yes. finding and people don't like the process Oh, it's tedious. It's it's not even... Te- we talked about this before. <laughs> Vulnerable. Because people have to look at the decisions that they're making. Mm-hmm. Who they are as people. Who they want to be. And, well, do they want to do that? Mm-hmm. They want to be told. Like, a lot of people have come from places... I know I did. Where I was told what I should be, who I should be. That was kind of like what it was. And the places where there were gaps and issues... Mm-hmm. I asked my therapist to help me. My therapist was like, well, what does that mean to you? I'm like, what you mean what it means to me? Like, <laughs> for years, there were parts of conversations in therapy that I didn't have because you asked me to do something I wasn't mentally prepared to do. But also, that was that's something that came to my own understanding, right? And, mm-hmm. and I still had to do the work to mm-hmm. get there. Right. Um, but I definitely know people who um, treat therapy as if it's just a pill, and that's not how it works. I think my therapist knows all these things, but they don't know. And when they've been transparent about that, Mm -hmm. has helped have healthier conversations, more in-depth and detailed, uh, more vulnerable. That's the word we're going to use. Conversations, uh, ones that progress further. Mm -hmm. Because now I understood that, oh... Okay, so you don't know. So we're just all out here figuring it out. Mm -hmm. Um. And also to your point about diagnoses, I loved learning about certain diagnoses and that they were about symptoms and not about who I was as a person. Mm. That shifted what I knew about myself, right? Went from I didn't know to now I know. And now me and a therapist know and we're able to come to new perspectives and new work together. Like So... Getting back to like when you're working with clients, what does it mean when somebody's like, well, no, you should definitely know. Like, at what point do you shift or refer mm. this client out? Or like, mm. what do you do with Is people it- who are really determined on you providing the answers? Mm. Well, that's a good question because as a therapist, like you want to maintain the boundary. This is a therapeutic alliance. We're not like, I'm not some random person on the street. Anything that comes into the room, hostile or not, is an opportunity Mm -hmm. for me to do research. And so if I approach it with that same curiosity, if they're going to see that I approach even their anger or their, their hostility with curiosity versus coming back at them with that, which is what most people probably would do, right? Then it's like, wait, maybe I can actually approach this curiosity, like my anger or my hostility with curiosity too. Like, wait, why am I getting so worked up mm-hmm. that she's not giving me the answer? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So but like forced perspective. What do you do at that point? Internally? No, no, no. Like if you realize this person is not being able to respect like the, mm. the process, right? Like, mm-hmm. is it automatically like, well, I just can't work with this person anymore. Or how do you, you just talked about helping them navigate and see, but what if they mm-hmm. can't see? 
what about the points where folks can't see? Like, what do you end up doing? Do you have to just give them up or is it like, do you have clients that have taken some time off and you've asked them to like reassess? Like what kind of process? I don't mean to be leading anything, but like, I'm just Mm. wondering like what that's, what that's been like, or has that been a thing for you as of yet? It hasn't really been too much of a thing, but I feel like what you're kind of speaking to is like resistance. Mm -hmm. Um, So like when a client is becoming really resistant or just not receiving my limits, mm-hmm. the limits I've set, like they're not responding well to the boundaries um, or at least the understanding of my capacity as their therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, then I talk about, that's when I would talk about options. Like what the kind, okay, so let's reevaluate what kind of therapy you need. Mm-hmm. What do you feel like you need to get through whatever you're getting through? Because it sounds like I'm not helping you, but if they're not wanting to, to terminate services, yeah. then I think that speaks to the fact that there's a part of them that does want to do a diff- do things differently. Yep. But it's trying to figure out, like, why does that part keep coming up? That part of them that's, like, gets so angry or hostile when they're faced with some kind of rejection. Yeah. Does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. Okay. <laughs> it, I think, no, no, I think that's dope. Um, I don't think I've ever really been too resistant in my own care but mm-hmm. there definitely have been times there was a doc <laughs> oh there was a psychologist and he really was just like so what i hear is that you were told all these things and you still believe them mm-hmm. and you know you oh your parents said these things and you still believe them mm-hmm. so what do you want to do about those beliefs i in all in all, like, I felt like I wanted to throw a shoe at him. Yeah. Like, I felt like, well, who were you to talk to me like that? Yeah. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> Went home was like, but he right, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he right, though. Like, and it really shifted my perspective on how I saw how people labeled me and how people set expectations for me. And it was like a big, that, just that little phrasing, that little sentence that he said mm-hmm. shifted that where I was really resistant to having those well, what are you going to do about it conversations, Yeah, right? It was like, oh, such and such did this, this, and this. Okay, you said all that. Oh, I see what you're talking about, Bianca. You're bringing this to be talking about accountability. Oh, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) Right. That, yeah, having someone, wanting someone else to answer the question takes the work off of you. Mm -hmm. Avoidance. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Like, I think you know, but you don't know because I'm supposed to know. The Mm. knowledge is for me. Right, like mm. clinicians, therapists, psychologists—they all went to, like you said, you went to school with this particular type of knowledge, mm-hmm. right? And I can share pieces of that and tell you, like, you know, they share, like, okay, these are the things that we know, these are the things, and so, but what does that mean for inside of you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> what does that mean for who you are inside your heart? <laughs> you know, inside your brain. Um, as my, <laughs> I can hear my parents say. <laughs> Um, you know, what is your, your head on your shoulders telling you? Um, and I think about that a lot because I got frustrated Mm. early on in my journey for therapy. It was just like, but we just talking and you just asking me these things, but somehow I'm feeling better. I don't, I don't even understand. I didn't understand how it worked at first. And then I'd leave and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I could think. And I was young, uh, when I first started, I think I was probably like 18 Mm -hmm. when I started going on my own. Um, and were your expectations that the therapist would have the answers like it was more like i didn't even know what they were Mm -hmm. i just felt Mm -hmm. lost just felt lost i was like somebody gonna be able to guide me i felt like i felt like i was on a yellow brick road 
Mm-hmm. And it was easing on down, and then somehow we ended up in the poppy fields. And mm. <laughs> I, either I was half asleep or whatever was happening, I felt really lost. I felt really out of sorts with myself. And somebody said to go talk to a therapist, and I was like, I bet. Um, and there was a lot of things with my own trauma that was going on, and I needed clarity. I, I think part of me for me was I didn't have expectations except this person's going to help me figure it out. Mm. So I think that helped me because I didn't have this. They know all the answers. Okay. Um, but part of it also freaked me out because when they would say things that were so declarative, mm-hmm. like that psychologist talking about like, well, what it sounds like is your parents mm-hmm. said these things and you believe them. And I'm like, well, who told you? And I'm like, no, you actually told them. You, <laughs> you're the one who told him all the things and how you feel about that. Mm-hmm. And, and so- he didn't. And he said what it sounds like. Yeah. Not this is. Right. But what you heard, what I heard was, <laughs> this is, and I was like, oh, mm. bad, bad. So I had to, I've always had to have an open mind when it came to therapy. If I was, if I was going to continue to go, if I was going to continue to look for support in that way, I couldn't have rigid expectations on this person knows, should know how my like, life is going to run. What does open mind mean? Because people say they have mm. an open mind and that's not what... I had to be open to receiving the messages that were coming to me, the perspectives. And then I had to be mm-hmm. open to what that brought up in me. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I was a little open to it and I shut that shit back down mm-hmm. um, because it freaked me out. It made me, it opened like another can of worms or another piece of trauma that I wasn't able to manage. Mm-hmm. So it would, I, the, the door would crack open and yeah. I'd be like, no, no, there's like a whole lizard octopus thing on the backside of that. We're going to close it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to deal with it for this moment. Um, but I had to be open to perspectives. I had to be open to listening beyond what I grew up with. I had to be open to listening beyond my own culture. Mm. I had to be open to the fact that this person has a particular kind of knowledge that I don't really know about. And I had to be open to trusting them. Trust. Mm. And that they were going to, they were definitely going to be there to help me. That's what I had to be open to because I had been in places and my trauma told me that people were not going to help me. I had to be open to the idea that there was help out there for me. See, and, yeah, that is, I think that you're speaking a lot to, because when you're talking earlier about like your primary care and how like people usually go to the doctor to just, you know, answer the like I have this pain, mm-hmm. diagnose me, figure it out. But there's also this kind of blind trust, too, because, you know, people put in the time, the schooling. And but with therapy, when when people are asking, present me with that question of like or wanting me to answer directly a question that they have. And I'm like, how can you trust me? You know, I don't even know you yet. Like, how can you trust me to give you such a big piece of advice for your life? For your life that can go in any And you take that and you would take it and, and, and use it. But there's also a privilege in being able to trust I'm, like that, right? Um, I'm also honored. Right. Like, there's no, I, it is, it is, it blows my mind when I'm even just consulting with people. And I'm like, I know I've put in the time and the education, literally the blood, sweat, and tears. Right, right? <laughs> Punched holes in the wall. <laughs> like, <laughs> cried myself to sleep. Like, all the time to be able to do this for and with people. And so I truly do feel honored, like, and respected um, but then also I'm like, like, wow, you don't understand the, how powerful this therapeutic relationship can be when you start looking inward mm-hmm. and looking to yourself for the answers and not to me. But, you know, it's just, 
yeah when you were when you were talking i was thinking about that that trust like and it's such how... a process it's a real process and it can be broken at times depending yep. on what's going on with you or what's going on with the therapist um i think uh some of the negotiations or conversations um standards that were set with our sessions is like be on time mm. like not for nothing a lot of people think therapy is like 60 60 minutes it's not usually 50 mm-hmm. or 45 minutes yeah. right because um, they got to do notes they got to prep for the next person all that good stuff but if you're showing up 10 20 minutes late you're 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 breaking the the agreement of timeliness for mm-hmm. yourself and for the therapist because they're like you i i can't go over right right it's your time it's your 50 minutes it's your 45 minutes right like they can't go over because they now have another person who needs Mm -hmm. that time and i had a rub with a therapist where she was just she she really let me know like if this isn't valuable to you like let me know because like you need Mm -hmm. to be on time found out later she was going through some stuff but (laughs) out of respect for the relationship and the time that was when we talk about self-care right Mm -hmm. that time is your time so take care of it so that you can get all you can out of it also. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just a lot that took time to get into these relationships. And I was very grateful. I've had like, I think two, two therapists that I've had for four years each, mm-hmm. which is really dope. Yeah. Right. Taking that time to learn each other and figure out things. Um, and I think over time I learned in part by listening and being present with myself, with my therapist, as we talked about things, I learned that like, yo, Part of the time I was using them as a crutch Mm -hmm. because I was not able to rely on myself in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Or like we talked about in the last episode, um, I was talking like I was being performatively vulnerable. Mm -hmm. I wasn't giving them the real vulnerability about what was going on in my life. And once I was able to do that, we moved through stuff so much deeper. I didn't have to see them so frequently. Mm -hmm. I wasn't afraid to be without a therapist because part of... For me, part of the time going to therapy was regulation Yep. to make sure I didn't go off the deep end or mm-hmm. I wasn't reacting to things poorly because I, I lacked emotional regulation. I lacked that yeah. in a big way. Um, and I was really proud when I got to that. I was proud of myself for myself. Yeah. And I was stunned that I could feel that way. Mm. Yeah. And that's what that's what... <laughs> What has been coming up, especially with like clients who have been seeing for a while now when they've they've been doing the work and showing up for themselves and they're realizing like, oh, like I am like they're stepping into this. I am this like, like really being present in their lives and like being able to acknowledge when they have some foresight and to like, thank you. You you, you thought about yourself in the future tense too. Like, so you, you planned ahead in a way like, and it's just showing yourself that you care. Yes. And, like, think about it when you have a partner and they do things to show you that you care and how, like, warm and fuzzy that feels. So, with therapy, I think it's just, it's an invitation. To do that for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And you also spoke about, you said multiple therapists who you've had. And I think it's important to, like, reiterate, honestly, that you don't have to stick with one therapist and you could have multiple therapists doing like if you have a therapist like if you want to see someone that specializes in some type of modality that you really want to use or you use in terms like modality is that what we're doing right now oh yeah i mean (laughs) (laughs) whatever like intervention whatever thing method of therapy because there's so many different types of therapy right um that you can use to help you with different things that you've gone through in your life so 
Like, I personally had a therapist that helped me with some trauma Mm -hmm. for, like, um, she's been my therapist for, like, six or seven years. And I'm transitioning into a new one because I'm in a different place in my life life, where I... I don't need someone that like specializes or even will like, I, yeah, I just, I, if it's moved beyond that now. Yes. And some, yeah, some therapists, clinicians are just trained in particular things. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, I had a therapist before this, this is the one I currently have. Uh, she was great. Talk therapy. Awesome. She had certain, um, methods. She was trained in modalities. And the one I'm currently seeing is specifically for EMDR. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the what each acronym stands for, but it is awesome therapy. It is not for the latter part. Eye movement desensitization. I don't remember what the R is for, but it's okay. We're gonna write this down. It's all gonna be good. Um, but it is an intense therapy. I would not have just suggested it to myself as somebody starting because I did not have the capacity for myself mm. to love myself, to be present with myself. I didn't have the yeah. uh, perspective that I currently have now. And I would definitely say for me, like it has taken time to do the research and understand what methods I wanted. And so I would never suggest for folks to just jump in like, oh, I heard about this therapy. Let me just go do it. Um, to really learn what they are. It's it's all we can go into safety pins and talk about those like setting expectations um, with what your therapy is based on where you are. If you're a newbie to therapy um, and or if you're somebody who has is, is seasoned in therapy. Right. Mm-hmm. And being in therapy, really setting your expectations. And I'm going to let you kind of rock it out. <clears throat> sure. Yeah. I mean, and you're invited to come back into it as well, because you're someone who is on the other side of it. Um, I mean, I'm also, I, I'm on, I have my, my feet in both, whatever, what do you call it? <laughs> client and. Because I am a client and I'm a therapist. I know as a therapist who offered the 15 minute consults and I would invite, like, if you are doing research into therapy to see if therapists in, um, offer that, because this is a way to get to know them briefly before um, entering into that therapeutic relationship because that first session can be really nerve wracking mm-hmm. um, when you're like, oh my gosh, how much do I tell? Like what? And usually for, I have probably like half of my clients right now are new to therapy. Yeah. So I've had this a lot where I'm kind of just explaining how therapy could go, but basically saying like you, it's, it's your time. Yep. It's literally like, this is your time, which we're not often given that space to like, have your time. Right. And so the therapist's job is to contain that time to be something that's helpful mm-hmm. for you. But, you know, you get to dictate what you're going to talk about. What What is helpful? What is, like, yeah. If you don't want to talk about it, you can draw about it, sing about it, dance about it, think about it. Right. And have someone just being in that space with you where you're having these uncomfortable feelings. Yeah. Um. So when you're checking with your expectations about what therapy is or what, Think about what you need yes, yes. first Be- and, and know that um, the therapist is not going to, it's not like, you know, you, you have, you make this list mm-hmm. of like, I need um, someone that's going to help me figure out how to navigate my relationships because like socially I'm struggling. Okay. So then you could research a therapist that, um, like you can go on like psychology today, mm-hmm. which has a lot of profiles or ask for a referral from like someone who, you know, has done therapy before. Um, also your insurance companies and yeah, list your of- insurance companies will like, so that they will link you with people who actually accept your insurance, insurance. and that won't yes. be a barrier. Right. Um, but 
you know, when you think about the things that you need, seeing if the therapist has experience in working with like a certain population. Yep. Are they familiar um, with like adolescents? Are they mm-hmm. familiar with couples? Do they do couple therapy? Are they working with geriatrics? Right. People who have dealt with trauma, grieving, mm-hmm. LGBTQ issues, mm-hmm. all sorts of things. Exactly. And then doing a consult, like yeah. you said, because what it says on paper <laughs> when we're sitting here talking. Yeah. Oh, it's cute that you know all these things, but I don't like the way that you, you're, you're, you're interacting with me, right? Right. Like, I'm not part of a statistic. I'm not. Right. So, it's like having, like, the book knowledge. Like, you want the therapist to have the mm-hmm. degree, right? To right. Have, to know that they studied and know what how to. About. Right. But also, like, the experiential element mm-hmm. of it. And just, you know, so if your criteria is that they're also the same gender or sex as you or, like, from the same cultural background, you mm-hmm. know, taking into account that you can actually um, search for those specific things right. and get that. Like, and that's not a problem because ultimately this is about you feeling secure and safe in your sessions to disclose this information with someone and how you feel about that information yep. so that you can actually heal and process it all. Exactly. Exactly. But you have to do the legwork first. Mm-hmm. Like you That's have to be on you. It really is on you because there are certain parameters that a therapist can go to and they can only help you as so far as you want to help yourself. Mm-hmm. They can't do more for you. Yeah. Then you want for yourself. Yeah. And you so, can't invite me to help you clean up your house and then only let me into two rooms. <laughs> right. The rest of your house is looking mad. Right? It's like, it's out of pocket. You got stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you got Or only two- show me two rooms and I'm thinking this is your whole house and there's eight more rooms in the back. You got a basement, an attic. Like, right. you got a summer house I don't know about. Like, you know? So. But you also have to be prepared and like figure out. Or work with your therapist to let you, for steps to let you through the right. rest of the house, right? Exactly. To let you through the rest of what you're going through and be prepared for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but And I think it is okay to have expectations, mm-hmm. knowing what they are and how they fit with the therapist that you're going to see mm-hmm. um, and the modality that you're using. Yep. Like, if if, if you, what your expectations are and the method that you're choosing don't necessarily mm-hmm. work, right? like, you can't necessarily... I mean, you can draw during talk therapy, but that's not really talk therapy. You might be want to look at art therapy. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, unless... Unless that therapist is really skilled in helping you move through that and mm-hmm. talk through it, mm-hmm. what what can they do? You got to have those conversations. And if it's like you get into therapy and you're just like, tell me what to do, you're not, no. You think they know, but they don't know. Yeah, a lot of parents already, people's parents tell them what to do. You and know, a lot of people's goal. friends, they vent to. Mm-hmm. So when you go into a therapist, it's because there's something different needed that you cannot get in your everyday life. Mm-hmm. Um, or I think you're just wasting your money at you that really point. Are. <laughs> wasting your money and time. Like, so there's there's therapies that you can get that don't cost anything, but time you really can't get back. So use Ooh. it to the best of its ability, to your ability, to, mm-hmm. to your benefit. Use yeah. it to the best of your benefit. Because um, otherwise, for what? For why? <laughs> is it is it to... To think about this for real, are you just going to therapy to tell people you're going to therapy? Because I think it's becoming a trend. Like, you know, people are like, oh, my therapist said, my therapist said. They want to say 
my therapist said, so they went, they go in and get a therapist just so they can say my therapist said. But what did you say in, in return? Or mm-hmm. what did your inside part say? Like, yeah. what did your brain say when, in response to what your therapist said? How did that work? It's not a, it's not, it's not a trend. It's not a lighthearted trend. This is, you don't, when you, <laughs> starting with therapy, it's, it's not a trend. It's not something to be taken lightly. And also, listen, there are plenty of people looking for therapists. Help. If you're really not going to be in it for mm-hmm. you, please move out the way for somebody who does want to use that. Mm-hmm. You know, you really got to have that intuition, that... that Self-awareness. Thank you. Yeah. I would definitely like to see a lot more education around, like, what therapeutic roles look like. Um, and, you know, that's a that's a safety pin, which, you know, I'll, I'll go into that a little bit more. Just <clears throat> therapy. Being in therapy allows, you know, for Mm self-exploration, but then also how to, you know, this newly discovered sense of self, how to relate to other people, how to be with other people. And um, for a lot of people, when you're in therapy, you know, the therapist might say something that will trigger you or, you know, they may act in a way that makes you think of like an ex or like a parental figure Mm -hmm. or somebody in your life. And the therapist understands that they may fall into these roles um, that were thrust upon them by their client because the client needs to play out in some way this role so that Mm -hmm. they can heal and process and overcome it or get through it, what have you. Um, You got to communicate that too. You got to communicate that when that's happening. Yeah. Because when you're getting mad at your therapist... And they're like, so what just happened? Did I say the wrong thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did I do the wrong thing? Yeah. Now you was wearing the wrong color and that mm-hmm. hat reminded me of my, my fifth grade teacher mm-hmm. and how she drugged me out <laughs> or whatever, but you didn't say none of that. Mm-hmm. And now you haven't seen your therapist in two months. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and they're trying to figure out what's happening. And it's like, and we don't mean to laugh, but it's like, yeah. you haven't communicated to that, to the person so they can help you, help them help you. Right. Help me help you. Be part of your own rescue. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Help me help you be part of your own rescue. Um, and sometimes it's not always about rescuing. Sometimes you just... Yeah, that was just like the phrase. Oh, no, I like the phrase. You know. <laughs> no, I like the phrase. But I think also but, because there's a stigma of there must be something wrong mm, or mm-hmm. there's an emergency all the time. No, like yeah. you just might need some other perspective. You might have a the therapeutic relationship that's six months, three months. Mm-hmm. And that's all you actually needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To move on. That's okay. Right. And being okay. I think it's also understanding like the flexibility mm-hmm. of like, and that's the nature of a therapeutic role. It's really not, it's really not structured in like a specific way. As long as you're being ethically responsible to the client, mm-hmm. you can do whatever yeah. they need in that session. Um, and so that can be intimidating and overwhelming because it puts more pressure on the client. You know how many times I've asked the client, it's the beginning of session, like, what do you need today? And they're like, I don't even know. Like, I don't know what to talk about. Like, yeah. I don't know. And people who will come to session, like, I was so afraid. I what I didn't know what I was going to talk stop, about. Yeah. Um, and they put all this pressure on themselves. To have, um, to have it set up have, already. Yeah. To have something like a plan. And I'm like, just go with it. And Whatever you're feeling, yeah. That's a hard, vulnerable space to be in is to kind of just let go um, and work with what comes up versus, like, having, like, a plan. Like, I want to talk about how to manage stress at work. It's like, yeah, you may want to talk about that because you feel like that's what you should talk about. But there's things that come up naturally because, like, 
stress at work is happening. Yeah. <laughs> right? And you want to talk about those feelings, mm-hmm. but you're afraid of those feelings coming up. And so you're like, well, this is an agenda item mm-hmm. to control <laughs> it. Right? Um, and yeah, you don't have to be in control in that way. You can let yourself feel mm-hmm. and let it flow. And your therapist is there, right? To, mm-hmm. to help guide you in mm-hmm. the flow that best serves you. Right. And bring that flow back into you and back into what you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So setting the right expectations, doing your homework and research before you go in can help those flows be popular. Mm-hmm. You know, anything I feel like that we often see as lacking or a deficit, like when we talked about vulnerability, when we talk about these like different traits that were often presented to us as something negative, like we'll see that much of what happens in our life are opportunities for exploration Mm -hmm. and growing and healing. Yes. Yes. So not knowing means like. Oh, so now I can do research. Mm. Not knowing and means I have more options. It's not fixed. Mm-hmm. It's freeing. It's liberating. Mm. And not to be... So, yeah, don't be afraid of not knowing. There's so much freedom in not knowing. Because right. it doesn't give you the pressure, right? right. As a clinician, <laughs> you love that because it doesn't give you a pressure and you're able to flow with the client. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for myself as a client, it has given me the opportunity to feel more. To feel. Mm. And not intellectualize. Not to just be in my brain about something, but to just let myself feel mm-hmm. and like let that knowledge go with me and, and shift. In, That's in, a in. different kind of knowledge. Yes. And it, it, it takes conversations in different directions and gives me more perspective mm-hmm. listening to my emotions and that's that's a lesson i got this year but we could tell oof, we could talk yeah. a little about that <laughs> um but yeah i thank you i thank you for asking me these questions um i did feel a little bit vulnerable with the spotlight on me and the work that I do, but I think talking about the work is so important and also seeing that from the therapist's point of view that, you know, it does feel weird not having all the answers sometimes, but also it's also about perspective and how we view things and that will help the client and the connection. Mm-hmm. And so just things will just keep getting better, gooder, you know, gooder, gooder, greater. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, thank you for that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And thank y'all for joining us yeah. for Safely Exposed. You guys take care. All content and information on this platform, including products and or services, is for informational and educational purposes only and does not replace medical, psychological, or health advice of any kind with a qualified professional. Take care and be safe.